Hare Krishna, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hyde, Kent, southeast England, just near the English Channel, where we're trying, we're actually trying to create an atmosphere um, where that is safe, uh, that is free from controversy. We made, I made a little vow last night while I was uh, giving my statements about my opinion about those who don't take the vaccine. I made a little vow that I wouldn't go into topics such as those issues that are causing controversy and in my humble opinion taking us away from faith in authority, faith in Prabhupada's books, faith ultimately in Krishna. And we're going to try our best to stick to this Shabda Brahma, vibrating Shabda Brahma, Srila uh, Prabhupada's books directly, and as much as within my power uh, to hear reflections and answer questions based on what are in the books. Thank you so much for being with us. We hope you're safe. We hope you're well. We hope you're happy uh, in this world of uh, confusion and conflict and quarrel, which is this Kali Yuga, Hare Krishna. So we begin all, every, every day we begin by reciting the Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Snadva Goswami. Uh, glorifying the Srimad Bhagavatam for what it is. And it goes like this <clears throat> Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drik Prada. O nectar from, from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds sarva bhagavata prana Srimad bhagavata prabho kali dvandoditaditya shri krishna parivartita o life heir of all the supreme lord's devotees o master Srimad bhagavata you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manishtadaka Mad Bhagya Mad Ananda My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadu tadayin atini chochata kada hanamun chagadachin mam 
Premna Rit Kantayos Buddha. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, <clears throat> we've reached the fifth chapter of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Narada Muni has appeared on the scene just when Vyasadev <clears throat> is feeling despondent after having completed more literary contribution to the human society than any other single person in the history of the universe. <laughs> so, we're starting from text 13. O Vyasadeva, this is Narada speaking to Vyasadeva. O Vyasadeva, your vision is completely perfect. Your good fame is spotless. You are firm in vow and situated in truthfulness. And thus you can think of the pastimes and the Lord in trance for the liberation of the people in general from, from all material bondage. Purport. People in general have a taste for literature, literatures by instinct. They want to hear and read from the authorities something about the unknown but their taste is exploited by unfortunate literatures which are full of subject matter for satisfaction of the material senses. Such literatures contain different kinds of mundane poems and philosophical speculations, more or less under the influence of maya, ending in sense gratification. These literatures, although worthless, in the truth sense of the term, are variously decorated to attract the attention of the less intelligent men. Thus, the attracted living entities are more and more entangled in material bondage, without hope for liberation for thousands and thousands of generations. Sri Narada Rishi, being the best amongst the Vaishnavas is compassionate towards such unfortunate victims of worthless literatures. And thus he advises Sri Vyasadeva to compose transcendental literature which is not only attractive but which can also actually bring liberation from all kinds of bondage. Srila Vyasadeva or his representatives are qualified because they are rightly trained to see things in true perspective. Srila Vyasadeva and his representatives are pure in thought and due to their spiritual enlightenment fixed in their vows, due to their devotional service, 
and determined to deliver the fallen souls rotting in material activities. The fallen souls are very eager to receive novel informations every day and the transcendentalists like Vyasadeva or Narada can supply such eager people in general with unlimited news from the spiritual world. In the Bhagavad Gita it is said that the material world is only a part of the whole creation and that this earth is only a fragment of the whole material world. There are thousands and thousands of literary men all over the world and they have, and they have created many, many thousands of literary works for the information of the people in general for thousands and thousands of years. Unfortunately, none of them have brought peace and tranquility on the earth. This is due to a spiritual vacuum in those literatures. Therefore, the Vedic literatures, especially the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, are specifically recommended to suffering humanity to bring about the desired effect of liberation from the pangs of material civilization, which is eating the vital part of human energy. The Bhagavad Gita is the spoken message of the Lord Himself recorded by Vyasadeva and the Srimad Bhagavatam is the transcendental narration of the activities of the same Lord Krishna which alone can satisfy the hankering desires of the living being for eternal peace and liberation from miseries. Srimad Bhagavatam therefore is meant for all the living beings all over the universe for total liberation from all kinds of material bondage. Such transcendental narrations of the pastimes of the Lord can be described only by liberated souls like Vyasadeva and his bona fide representatives who are completely merged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Only to such devotees do the pastimes of the Lord and their transcendental nature become automatically manifest by dint of devotional service. No one else can either know or describe the acts of the Lord, even if they speculate on the subject for many, many years. The descriptions of the Bhagavatam are so precise and accurate that whatever has been predicted in this great literature about 5,000 years ago is now, act, is, is now exactly happening. Therefore, the vision of the author comprehends past, present, and future. Such liberated persons as Vyasadeva are perfect not only by the, by the power of vision and wisdom, but also in oral reception, thinking, feeling, and all other sense activities. A liberated person possesses perfect senses and with perfect senses only can one serve the sense proprietor, Rishikesha, Sri Krishna, the Personality of Godhead. Srimad Bhagavatam, therefore, is the perfect description of the all-perfect Personality of Godhead by the all-perfect Personality, Srila Vyasadeva, the compiler 
of the Vedas. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 14. Whatever you desire to describe that is separate in vision from the Lord simply reacts with different forms and names to agitate the mind as the wind agitates a boat which has no resting place. Purport Sri Vyasadeva is the editor of all descriptions of the Vedic literatures and thus he has described transcendental realization in different ways, namely by fruitive activities, speculative knowledge, mystic yoke power, and devotional service. Besides that, in his various Puranas, he has recommended the worship of so many demigods in different forms and names. The result is that people in general are puzzled how to fix their minds in the service of the Lord. They are always disturbed about finding the real path of self-realization. Srila Nardadev is stressing this particular defect of the Vedic literatures compiled by Vyasadev. And thus he is trying to emphasize describing everything in relation with the Supreme Lord and no one else. In fact, there is nothing existent except the Lord. The Lord is manifested in different expansions. He is the root of the complete tree. He is the stomach of the complete body. Pouring water on the root is the right process to water the tree, as much as feeding the stomach supplies energy to all parts of the body. Therefore, Srila Vyasadeva should not have compiled <coughs> Therefore, Srila Vyasadeva should not have compiled any Puranas other than the Bhagavad Purana <laughs> because a slight deviation from that may create havoc for self-realization. If a slight deviation can create such havoc, then what to speak of deliberate expansion of the ideas separate from the Absolute Truth, Personality, of Godhead. The most defective part of worshipping demigods is that it creates a definite conception of pantheism, ending disastrously in many religious sects detrimental to the progress of the principles of the Bhagavatam, which alone can give the accurate direction for self-realization in eternal relation with the Personality of Godhead by devotional service in transcendental love. The example of the boat disturbed by whirling wind is suitable in this respect. The diverted mind of the pantheist can never reach the perfection of self-realization due to the disturbed condition of the selection of object. Text 15. Jagup Chitang 
Dharmakrite Nushashata Subhava Raktasya Mahan Vyatikramaha Yad Vakyato Dharma Iti Ratakstito Namanyate Tasinivara Namjanaha The people in general are naturally inclined to enjoy, and you have encouraged them in that way in the name of religion. That this is verily condemned and is quite unreasonable. Because they are guided under your instructions, they will accept such activities in the name of religion and will hardly care for prohibitions. Purport. Srila Vyasadeva's compilation of different Vedic literatures on the basis of regulated performances of fruitive activities as depicted in the Mahabharata and other literature is condemned herewith by Srila Narada. The human beings, by long material association, life after life, have a natural inclination by practice to endeavor to lord it over material nature. They have no sense of the responsibility of human life. This form of human life, this human form of life, is a chance to get out of the clutches of illusory matter. The Vedas are meant for going back to Godhead, back home, going back home, to, re to, re to revolve in the cycle of transmigration in a series of lives numbering 8,400,000 is an imprisoned life for the condemned conditioned souls. The human form of life is a chance to get out of this imprisoned life and as such the only occupation of the human being is to re-establish his lost relationship with God. Under the circumstances, one should never be encouraged to, in making a plan for sense enjoyment in the name of religious functions. Such diversion of the human energy results in a misguided civilization. Srila Vyasadeva is the authority in Vedic explanations in the Mahabharata and so on, and his, on, and his encouragement and sense gratif enjoyment in some form or, or other is a great barrier for spiritual advancement because the people in general will not agree to renounce material activities which hold them in material bondage. At a certain stage of human civilization when such material activities in the name of religion specifically sacrificing animals in the name of yajna were too rampant the Lord incarnated Himself as Buddha and decried the authority of the Vedas in order to stop animal sacrifice in the name of religion. This was foreseen by Narada and therefore he condemned such literatures. The flesh eaters still continue to perform animal sacrifice before some demigod or goddess in the name of religion because in some of the Vedic literatures, such regulated sacrifices are recommended. They are so recommended to discourage flesh-eating, but gradually the purpose 
of such religious activities is forgotten and the slaughterhouse becomes prominent. <clears throat> this is because foolish materialistic men do not care to listen to others who are actually in a position to explain the Vedic rites. In the Vedas, it is distinctly said that the perfection of life is never to be attained either by voluminous work or by the accumulation of wealth or even by increasing the population. But it is so attained only by renunciation. The materialistic men do not care to listen to such injunctions. According to them, the so-called renounced order of life is meant for those who are unable to earn their livelihood because of some corporal defects or for persons who have failed to achieve prosperity in family life. <laughs> in histories like the Mahabharata, of course, there are topics on transcendental subjects along with material topics. The Bhagavad Gita is there in the Mahabharata. The whole idea of the Mahabharata culminates in the ultimate instructions of the Bhagavad Gita that one should relinquish all other engagements and should engage oneself solely and fully in surrendering unto the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna. But men with materialistic tendencies are more attracted to the politics, economics and philanthropic activities mentioned in the Mahabharata than to the principal topic, namely the Bhagavad Gita. Thus, this compromising spirit of Vyasadeva is directly condemned by Narada, who advises him directly, <clears throat> who advises him to directly proclaim that the prime necessity of human life is to realize one's eternal relation with the Lord and thus surrender unto Him without delay. A patient suffering from a particular type of malady is almost always inclined to accept eatables which are forbidden for him. The expert physician does not make any compromise with the patient by allowing him to take partially what he should not take at all. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is also said that a man attached to fruity work should not be discouraged from his occupation, for gradually he may be elevated to the position of self-realization. This is sometimes applicable for those who are only dry empiric philosophers without spiritual realization. But those who are in the devotional line should never be so advised. Text 16. The Supreme Lord is unlimited. Only a very expert personality, retired from the activities of material happiness, deserves to understand this knowledge of spiritual values. Therefore, those who are not so well situated due to material attachment should be shown the ways of transcendental realization by your goodness through descriptions of the transcendental activities of the Supreme Lord. Purport 
Theological science is a difficult subject, especially when it deals with the transcendental nature of God. It is not a subject matter to be understood by persons who are too much attached to material activities. Only the very expert who have almost retired from materialistic activities by culture of spiritual knowledge can be admitted to the study of this great science. In the Bhagavad Gita it is clearly stated that out of many hundreds and thousands of men only one person deserves to enter into transcendental realization. And out of many thousands of such transcendentally realized persons only a, very, only a few can understand the theological science specifically dealing with God as a person. Sri Vyasadeva is therefore advised by Narada to describe the science of God directly by relating his transcendental activities. Vyasadeva is himself a personality expert in this science and he is unattached to material enjoyment. Excuse me. Therefore, he is the right person to describe it. And Shukadev Goswami, the son of Vyasadeva, is the right person to receive it. Srimad Bhagavatam is the topmost theological science, and therefore it can react on the layman as medicinal doses because it contains the transcendental activities of the Lord, there is no difference between the Lord and the literature. The literature is the factual, literary incarnation of the Lord. So the layman can hear the narration of the activities of the Lord and thereby associate with Him. And thus, they will gradually become purified from the material disease. The expert devotees also can discover novel ways and means to convert the non-devotees in terms of particular time and circumstance. Devotional service is dynamic activity and the expert devotees can find out competent means to inject it into the dull brains of the materialistic population. Such transcendental activities of the devotees for the service of the Lord can bring a new order of life to the foolish society of materialistic men. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his subsequent followers exhibit, exhibited expert dexterity in this connection. By following the same method, one can bring the materialistic men of this age of quarrel into order, this is too much, this is too nice, again, by following the same method, one can bring the materialistic men of this age of quarrel into order for peaceful life and transcendental realization. Hare Krishna, what a purport. Mm. Text 17. Chaktva Swadharman Chadanam Bujam Hader Bajan Apokat Bajan Apakwo Yadi Yatra 
kovad badrama buddha mushukim kovarta apto bhajatam swadharmataha. One who has forsaken his material occupations to engage in the devotional service of the Lord may sometimes fall down while in an immature stage. Yet there is no danger of his being unsuccessful. On the other hand, a non-devotee, although fully engaged in occupational duties, does not gain anything. Purport As far as the duties of mankind are concerned, there are innumerable duties. Every man is duty-bound not only to his parents, family members, society, country, humanity, other living beings, the demigods, and so on, but also to the great philosophers, poets, scientists, and so on. It is enjoined in the scriptures that one can relinquish, that one can relinquish all such duties and surrender under the service of the Lord. So if one does so and becomes successful in the discharge of his devotional service unto the Lord, it is well and good. But if but it so happens sometimes that one surrenders himself under the service of the Lord by some temporary sentiment, and in the long run, due to so many other reasons, he falls down from the path of service by undesirable association. There are so many instances of this in the histories. Bharat Maharaj was obliged to take his birth as a stag due to his intimate attachment to a stag. He thought of this stag when he died. Thus, in the next birth, he became a stag, although he did not forget the incidents of his previous birth. Similarly, Chitraketu also fell down due to his offenses at the, at the, at the feet of Shiva. But in spite of all this, the stress is given here to surrendering unto the lotus feet of the Lord even if there is a chance of falling down. Because even though one falls down from the prescribed duties of devotional service, he will never forget the lotus feet of the Lord. Once engaged in the devotional service of the Lord, one will continue the service in all circumstances. <clears throat> in the Bhagavad Gita it is said, that even a small quantity of devotional service can save one from the most dangerous position. There are many instances of such examples in history. Ajamil is one of them. Ajamil in his early life was a devotee, but in his youth he fell down. Still, he was saved by the Lord at the end. Text 18. Tasyai vahei to pariyate takovido. Again. Tasyai vahei to pariyate takovido. Nalabhyate yad brahmatang uparyadaha. Talabhyate dukhavat anyatak sukham. Kale nasar vatrakabhira ranghasa. Persons who are actually intelligent and philosophically inclined, 
should endeavor only for that purposeful end which is not obtainable even by wandering from the topmost planet, Brahmaloka, down to the lowest planet, Patala. As far as happiness derived from sense enjoyment is concerned, it can be obtained automatically in due course of time. In course of time, just as in course of time we obtain miseries even though we do not desire them. Purport Every man everywhere is trying to obtain the greatest amount of sense enjoyment by various endeavors. Some men are busy engaged in trade, industry, economic development, political supremacy, and so on. And some of, them are, some of them are engaged in fruitive work to become happy in the next life by attaining higher planets. It is said that on the moon, the inhabitants are fit for greater sense enjoyment by drinking somarasa. And the pitriloka is obtained by good charitable work. So there are various programs for sense enjoyment, either during this life or in the life after death. Some are trying to reach the moon or other planets by some mechanical arrangement, for they are very anxious to get into such planets without doing good work. <laughs> but it is not to happen. By the law of the Supreme, different places are meant for different grades of living beings according to the work they have performed. By good work only, as prescribed in the scriptures, can one obtain birth in a good family, opulence, good education, and good bodily features. We see also that even in this life, one obtains a good education or money by good work. Similarly, in our next birth, we get such desirable positions only by good work. Otherwise, it would not so happen that two persons born in the same place at the same time are seen differently placed according to previous work. But all such material positions are impermanent. The positions in the topmost Brahmaloka and in the lowest Patala are also changeable according to one's, according to our own work. The philosophically inclined person must not be tempted by such changeable positions. He should try to get into the permanent life of bliss and knowledge, where he will be, will, will, where he will not be forced to come back again to the miserable material world, either in this or that planet. Miseries and mixed happiness are two features of material life, and they are obtained in Brahmaloka and in other lokas also. They are obtained in the life of the demigods and also in the life of the dogs and hogs. The miseries and mixed happiness of all living beings are only of different degree and quality, but no one is free from the miseries of birth, death, old age, and disease. Similarly, everyone has his destined happiness also. No one can get more or less of, those, of these things simply by personal endeavors.
even if they are obtained, they can be lost again. One should not, therefore, waste time with these flimsy things. One should only endeavor to go back to Godhead. This should be the mission of everyone's life. And believe it or not, it's 747. Wow. Hare Krishna. So we're getting a little glimpse of what it means to live in eternity. Just a glimpse, but it's something. How fast that reading went. Five minutes? Ten minutes? No, it was a good 40 minutes. Okay. So we're going to end <clears throat> the reading tonight. And uh, I'm going to make sure that that we don't go too long because last night for good reason for good reason we went a little longer but my Purshashi Prabhu was having a hard time downloading it uh, so that he can upload it onto the YouTube channel and it was a very important reading for me personally so I'm hoping that uh, it will happen but I'm also going to try to keep our, our video, you know, less than, well, an hour, hour, five minutes, something like that. All right. The assembled sages have the stage. First is from Rati Manjari. Hare Krishna, Rati. Great. First off the block tonight. She says, Jagara Maharaj, back in the eternal groove. Hare Krishna. May it be so. May it be so. And from Gopakanya Devidasi. Haribo Gopakanya Devidasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all friends. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai. Glories to Prabhupada. We are always safe and secure being in your daily reading service of Sri the Prabhupada's books, Maharaj. Jai Ho. Jai Ho. Hare Krishna. May it always be so. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi. From Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna dear Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for delivering this inspiring nectar to us every day. <coughs> every day. I am happy you received your package. I appreciate these readings and your association more than words can describe your servant Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna Bhakti Noel. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. May it always stay like this. May I, may I be blessed by all of you that I will never go off of this subject. Hare Krishna. Subhurao Rajagopal Kijai Haribo Hare Krishna Maharaj Please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada Quote The result is that people in general are puzzled how to fix their minds in the service of the Lord They are always disturbed about finding the real path of self-realization Unquote Thanks to Sri the Prabhupada for showing us the process appropriate to this Kali Yuga and thanks to you Maharaj in the service 
Well, thank you very much. I think this is a very important point that you brought up. Um, Rupa Goswami describes that in order to perform pure devotional service, it's a process. It's not just a sentimental, uh, momentary realization that uh, fixes everything. Uh, and, and, and the process of surrender is begins when one can discriminate through knowledge uh, to accept those things, only those things that are favorable to our progress in devotional service, and then to reject whatever it is that is unfavorable to our devotional service. So how do we determine what's favorable and what's unfavorable? Well, uh, if whatever it is we were thinking about or talking about or doing results in a mind agitated and um, reduced in faith, because everything in this world is based on faith and the whole world is now shaking it looks like it's going to like explode in any second because of this severe reduction in faith of people in one another in institutions in government in uh, everything actually uh, and this is the way of Kali you know, the, quarrel, the quarreling atmosphere is created when love and trust, proportionately to how much love and trust is damaged. So if something or some subject or some person or some event or whatever, if you associate with it, you feel your faith being compromised in, in Krishna and, and your mind and heart agitated to the point where it's more difficult to perform devotional service, then that thing should be given up no matter what it is. No matter what it is. And when we come to that stage, then we can feel the presence of the Lord during the day. And when we're feeling the presence of the Lord, automatically we feel protected, safe, free from fear, free from anxiety. And then with that mentality, we want our will to be the same as the Lord's will. We want to do only what the Lord wants us to do. And finally, we become meek and humble. No longer challenged by every little thing and ready to give respect, proper respect to everyone because Krishna is in the heart of every living being. And from there, we can go strongly forward to capture the lotus feet of the Lord. Of course, He's already there in our hearts. We don't have to capture Him. <laughs> but in a sense, we do. In a sense, we do.
get his attention and then he'll come to see us Hare Krishna thank you Bhakta Rupa yes Bhakta Rupa he says thank you for reading Maharaj Haribo Haribo please bless us so that we can always hear the Srimad Bhagavatam Maharaj well Hare Krishna please bless me that there will always be someone who wants to hear the Srimad Bhagavatam from us Hare Krishna sounds like a nice yeah win-win situation Hare Krishna from Ananda Murti Devi Dasi yes Ananda Murti dear Guru Maharaj please accept my humble obeisances or glories to Srila Prabhupada this purport touched my heart quote no one can get more or less of these things simply by personal endeavors <laughs> even if they are obtained they can be lost again <laughs> one should not therefore waste time with these flimsy things one should only endeavor to go back to Godhead yeah that kind of comes to the point doesn't it yeah these purports were classics no doubt From Vilas Manjari. Haribo, Vilas Manjari, Haribo. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Narada Muni is the perfect preacher. He describes that one should endeavor for that which is not obtainable anywhere in the material universe. Everyone is attracted to what they can't have. A wonderful teacher. What a wonderful teacher and how to present pure devotional service in a way that attracts the interests of others. Yes, absolutely. And therefore, he's Narada. And he can go anywhere. He can travel anywhere he wants. Free. He's completely free. And when he's cursed by Daksha, that he can't stay more than three days, he goes into ecstasy. Just like Lord Chaitanya was also put into ecstasy when somebody cursed him that he would, wouldn't be able to stay or no, he cursed him to not have any material enjoyment. <laughs> Lord Chaitanya began to dance and chant in Hare Krishna. Yes. The perfect person. He's mind-born son of Brahma. Eternally now. Eternally liberated soul. And if we follow in his footsteps strictly, we'll also become liberated souls. It's not that only one person can become a liberated soul. Anyone can become a liberated soul if one follows in the footsteps of a liberated soul. Hare Krishna. From Amara Devi Dasi. Yes, Amara Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. As long as we have young children who have different interests along with Krishna consciousness, as parents we are also trying to fulfill their desires, for this might prove to be entangling due to attachment to children. How to protect ourselves from such entanglement and be focused on Krishna consciousness also? 
uh, and be focused on Krishna consciousness and also encourage children to be engaged as such yet not suppressing their different interests thank you Maharaj well experience. that's why it's so hard to be a householder in this in this age it's very difficult so you have to the, the, the Krishna is not saying in the Bhagavad Gita that you should not do your duty he's saying if you try to give up your your material duty too prematurely then you won't be able to make it you'll you'll, you'll fall away uh, from the path but it's also true in the verse that we just spoke that even if you fall away from devotional service after having sincerely tried you will never be the loser so I, I my, the, the scripture says you do your duty you know to your to your family and to everyone just like Bhaktivinoda Thakur he had ten children and he raised them all took care of them all and, and despite of ill health and so many difficult situations in the in the British Raj government in India but he never stopped doing devotional service I'll give you another example Swayam, Swayam Bhuva Manu we never hear about his spiritual activities we never hear about his spiritual activities Gopi Pranadana Prabhu points this out in his lectures but he is one of the persons and there's only a few who are actually said to have gone back to Godhead in the Bhagavatam. And he's one of the few. But the reason was, every day he heard about Krishna from Shastra. That's all he did. And the rest of the time, he managed the whole human society. He was the first king of the human beings, and he was very busy, as you all can well imagine. But he went back to Godhead, because he did his duty every day to hear. So organize your life in such a way that you can hear every day. And, and uh, I don't want to say force, but by discipline, teach your children to have that same taste, to, to want to hear something about Krishna every day. And then you will get the balance. Krishna will reciprocate and give you the balance. Hare Krishna. And more from Vilas Manjari. Hare Bo Vilas Manjari. I loved Srila Prabhupada's powerful purport instructing devotees to find novel ways to inject this into society. Transcendental audiobooks, Ki Jai. Yes, and transcendental, Prabhupada's transcendental literatures in general, Ki Jai. This was Prabhupada's, he told us, it was his plot to uplift the world through the mass distribution of his, his books. Imagine how many books he translated and commented upon. At the same time, he was going around the world and, this, you know, <laughs> don't think that there wasn't conflicts even from the beginning. There were, and devotees were infighting, and so many things were going on. So many obstacles, especially in India had so many obstacles to do what he wanted to do to spread Krishna consciousness and still he got all these books out he dedicated he gave his life completely for us 
So it is our duty to take those books like treasures into our hearts and to give them out in whatever way we can, according to our capacity, according to our position in the world. It doesn't make any difference who we are, where we are. If we try to do this, Karma Brahmana in South India tried to follow Lord Chaitanya, you know, and become an itinerant preacher. Prabhupada, and then Lord Chaitanya said, no, you stay here and become guru. The mother is the guru. His mother is our first guru, actually, of everybody, because she teaches us some very basic things that are needed to function in a human body. So the more the mother is like guru, then the more the children become uh, potential gurus also. Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Sebastian. Hare Krishna Bhakta Sebastian. Hare Krishna dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. We were talking today about one devotee who did loads of service here, but left the ashram due to offenses to devotees and is now downward spiraling in self isolation. Mm. Now Sri my Bhagavatam and Sri the Prabhupada are reassuring that an immature fall-down is no disqualification because our devotional service is eternally saved in our bank account. On one hand, it is comforting to hear that Krishna never forgets us and we will always remember our time with him. On the other hand, how can we come back to devotional service when we have offended, when we have offended a devotee but have no clue who or how and just lose our taste for bhakti and leave how will this person get taste back because Krishna's in his heart and he knows what he's done and he will give him inspiration at the right time at the right moment it's not just up to our what we do it, it requires mercy but anybody who approaches Krishna at any time for any reason uh, Krishna never forgets. Therefore, he's Suridam, Sarvabhutanam. He's the li- he's the best friend of every living being. From Amara Devi Dasi. Yes, Amara Devi Dasi. She says, "Thank you so much, Maharaj, for this enlightenment, for Krishna consciousness, for the whole family." Oh, good. So be it. We're in Krishna's family. We're all in Krishna's family. We have this conception of what is family. In, in, in Goloka Vrindavan, what did the gopis do? They do their household chores. They take care of the, their babies. They do so many things. But while they're doing them, what do they do? They're always singing the glories of Krishna. That's pure devotional service. We just heard it today. You know, one who always is thinking of Krishna is is sure to go back to Godhead because of his constant engagement in devotional activities, contribution to to devotional activities. Hari Krishna. And from Rati Manjari. Hari Rati. She says what Sri the Prabhupada did is unimaginable. 
but wonderful. Most wonderful. Thank you very much. Most wonderful. And here we are as a result. We would not be here if it wasn't for Srila Prabhupada. That's a fact. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, samabeda bhakta brinda ki jai, gor prema nandi hari hari bo, see you tomorrow night, same place, same time, same topic, how to relish the devotional service, pure devotional service of the Lord in the company of like-minded devotees. See you tomorrow, Hare Krishna.